Hello, and welcome to the Personal Injury Law Podcast. My name is Jonathan Rosenfeld, an attorney at Rosenfeld Injury Lawyers, LLC. This podcast is here to break down the barriers when it comes to the world of personal injury law. Each podcast will go into detail about a specific legal issue or type of personal injury case, from everyday occurrences to the esoteric. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. For more information, visit my website at rosenfeldinjurylawyers.com. Hello, uh, I am Jonathan Rosenfeld, and today I am joined with Jerry Beckerman. And today we are going to talk a little bit about uninsured motorists and uninsured motorist coverage in particular. And if you are listening to this podcast or watching the video and are thinking to yourself, well, that sounds like a really sort of boring, esoteric, random topic. Well, before you automatically write this off, um, listen to this for a few minutes. Um, in today's world, uh, post-COVID, uh, we are seeing more and more people impacted financially uh, by the COVID-19 fallout and the incidence of uninsured motorists on the road in Illinois and across the country is really, 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 unfortunately, on the rise. Um, people are really facing some economic hardship today that they may not have faced in the past. And when it comes to making ends meet, one of the things that they are doing, unfortunately, is they are going without liability insurance coverage um, when they get behind the wheel. And despite the fact that there is mandatory auto insurance uh, in Illinois, uh, there are almost 13% of the motorists on the road today are driving without uh, any type of liability coverage. So uh, today I want to talk with Jerry about these situations and about what drivers can do and what you can do to protect yourself and your family uh, from getting in an accident with a uninsured driver and really um, sort of being left out to dry in terms of uh, a financial recovery. So. Uh, Jerry, first off, thank you for, for joining me today. I appreciate it. Of course. Nice to see you again and always happy to talk about the fascinating world of uninsured motorist coverage. It, it is indeed a fascinating topic. Uh, well, it's Jerry, fascinating in the sense that it, it's uh, such a lifesaver to so many clients. And I'll, you know, I'll give some stories about just what this unknown insurance provision can really do do and how it can change someone's life for the better. But go ahead. I'll give you those examples in a little bit. No, I think, I think that it's one of those things where, you know, you get your insurance policy and it's, it's pages and pages and pages of super fine print. And you may read the first page or, or whatever. And then you, you know, you sort of shake your head and bury it in the sand and, and scribble off and, and send your payment. But, um, you know, it, it's an important thing to have when the situation arises and you're actually really grateful that you have it. So I, I guess to begin with, um, can you just sort of give us a, a little bit 
of an explanation about what uninsured motorist coverage is. Sure. Let me do this. Let me tell you the story about why, and we'll kind of work backwards, why it's so important and what the benefit of having it is, and I'll explain the nuances because the story is always a nice little more interesting way to, to get an understanding of the topic. I had a client who happened to just be a friend of mine. Um, he was out on a date with a, the girl. They were driving. It was their first date. They were coming back from dinner, and they got in a really bad accident here in Chicago off of Wacker Drive, actually right in front of our office. This was a while back. Fortunately, at that time, they were struck by a vehicle that had adequate insurance. It was a $250,000 insurance policy. It was a Cadillac, uh, something or other corporate car, and there was enough damages for them to recover from, you know, this big fireball of an accident. Uh, they were hospitalized for, et cetera, et cetera. I told him at that time, you know, Jake, uh, John, you're very lucky that um, this car had coverage because I looked at your insurance policy and you only have $50,000 of uninsured or underinsured motorist. I said, you really, really should talk to a broker and get that increased because you never know when you get in an accident and the other person doesn't have $250,000 of available insurance, they may only have 25, they may only have 50. Took that advice to heart. They actually wound up getting married, the same uh, friends of mine. Uh, six, five, six years later, uh, they got into a pickup truck out in, uh, in another state with three other, four other friends out on a day of uh, water skiing, whatever, just enjoying some outdoor activities in a rural part of the state. And the driver of the car that they were in made an illegal U-turn uh, in front of another pickup truck and caused a terrible, terrible accident where four people, including my friends who were in the car, were seriously injured again. One person passed away. And there's a total of seven injured people all in, in this case, including a fatality. The driver who had the car that they were in had $50,000. The driver of the other car, who may have been at fault, also had $50,000. That is a total of $100,000 that was to be split between seven people, including the estate of some that passed away. And my friend had significant, significant, significant injuries, hospitalized, $500,000 in medical bills. Well, he took my advice that I gave him those five years back to heart and bought a million dollars worth of uninsured motorist coverage, which, and I'll explain what that is in a sec, didn't cost him a lot of money, cost him a couple hundred bucks per year, but he took my advice to heart. Because he purchased that and spent 200 bucks or whatever it was to have that coverage, he was able, and we were able to secure for him, a total of $1.1 million in recovery for his medical bills, his pain and suffering, his loss of income. Whereas otherwise, he, will, he would have only been able to recover, I think, about $8,000. So we're talking just a wild swing and life-changing and important money and deserving money for the kind of injuries that he sustained without you know, having any fault of his own and being through such a tragic accident having lost a friend. Um, so that's kind of what the end goal of getting this coverage is. What is it? Um, what is this magic thing that, that gives you money? It's basically um, a provision in an insurance policy that provides coverage to you if you are injured in a motor vehicle accident that covers you above and beyond what the person that injured you covers on their car. So if John and I get in an accident and I carry $100,000 of insurance and I rear-end John at 60 miles an hour because I'm texting and watching you know, the NCAA tournament on my phone instead of paying attention to the road, and poor John is badly injured, breaks every bone in his body, goes to the hospital. 
he wants to sue me, he wants to file a claim against my insurance, my insurance will say, listen, this guy Jerry Beckerman, he's a he's kind of a loser. He only has uh, he doesn't have any assets. He owes a lot of credit card debt. He's basically bankrupt. He has a hundred thousand dollars of insurance. We'll give it to you. Good luck. I know you have two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of medical bills. I know you'll you're gonna miss a year of work. I know you have scarring and you're gonna be in pain the rest of your life. But all we got is a hundred thousand. Godspeed. Now John, uh, being the student attorney that he is. Uh, obviously carries a large uninsured motorist policy. So that means at some point back in the day, kind of like my friend, he contacted his broker. And that doesn't have to be a broker. It could be online through Geico. It could be online through State Farm Progressive. And he chose to increase his limits for uninsured or underinsured motorist coverage to a high number, maybe 500, maybe a million. And he chose to pay a little bit of an extra premium for it. And they're really not large premiums chose to pay another couple of hundred bucks per year for the protection. I call it kind of like a life insurance policy or, or, or hazard pay policy of some sort. But he chose to have this uninsured, underinsured coverage. And that gives him a gap uh, of coverage from whatever me, the deadbeat, with $100,000 only that my insurance can give him up to whatever he paid for. So if it's my coverage is 100 my insurance company gives it to John for the injuries that caused him. His own insurance then steps in and whatever limits he paid for, if it's 500, they'll give him an additional $400,000 for his medical bills, his lost time from work. If it's a million dollars that John has in uninsured or underinsured coverage, it would be an extra $900,000 that he could collect, okay, from his insurance company. Uh, doesn't mean they're going to hand it over to you. You still got to prove your case. You got to go to arbitration. I'll explain the nuances, but it gives you an opportunity, an opportunity to recover more money than someone like me that carries a hundred or someone that's even more of a, you know, uh, a deadbeat and doesn't buy any insurance. Kind of like John said, so many percentage of people don't carry any insurance. So a zero, you get nothing from me. Your insurance would step in and cover that portion. Yeah. I, I think it's important to realize that, in Illinois and other states, the you know while liability insurance is mandatory, the limits, the, the minimum coverage limits are extremely, extremely low. The state of Illinois uh, recently raised the minimum to uh, $25,000 uh, in terms of liability coverage. And that $25,000, um, that covers situations where, you know, a person may have catastrophic injuries. You may, you know, have multiple fractures, you know, extended hospitalization. Um, you may actually, you know, or a family member actually may die in an accident. And at the end of the day, you are essentially going to be limited to, uh, in terms of collecting from the person who may have caused the accident uh, by the limits of their insurance coverage. Um, most people, I think, don't realize that when someone says, hey, I have full coverage, um, that basically just means that they have the, the minimum coverage out there. That doesn't necessarily mean that they have sufficient coverage to cover a loss or an injury. And um, I think that's something that a lot of times people naively may think, hey, all right, that guy's got full coverage, I'm good. Um, the other thing that I, I just 
I, I think it would just add is that, well, you know, if someone even sues, it sues uh, the person who caused the accident individually, um, most people don't have, you know, significant liquid assets to satisfy a judgment against them for a significant injury. Um, yeah, you know, absolutely. Have, you know, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, sitting under their bed or in their bank account um, to satisfy a situation like that. So all the more reason to, you know, if you can afford um, to have uh, a Netflix account, you can afford to have uh, uninsured motorist coverage in a if relatively uh, significant amount. So um, I, I think all your suggestions are really, really important for anyone out there who's involved uh, or even considering, um, you know, getting any type of insurance coverage for their vehicle. And it, also, it doesn't just cover you uninsured or underinsured coverage. It also covers your family members, members of your household. So we have a lot of cases where a uh, 16-year-old, uh, you know, the parents gave the car to the 16-year-old. The 16-year-old's not at fault. They get uh, in a hit and run by a drunk driver who's never caught. They're badly injured. Now the 16-year-old and the parents' policy that they have on their car you know, gives $500,000 of uninsured motorist uh, uninsured insurance motorist coverage would apply to that child, uh, medical bills, uh, injuries, uh, and we've had great success recovering those kind of amounts for those kids. And if they parents didn't pay for those policies, you know, shell out that like that Netflix account analogy and pay out you know a couple hundred a year. Uh, a couple hundred dollars a year to have this coverage and increased limits, then that child of theirs would recover nothing potentially from an at-fault driver. So it's really, really important. And another thing that, that you mentioned, John, you know, personal injury judgment or verdict um, kind of goes last in line against uh, an at-fault party. So if you are, if you don't have assets and you don't have a couple hundred thousand dollars under your bed, which most people don't, and uh, you only carry a hundred thousand dollars of insurance, I badly injured John, right? John didn't carry, didn't pay for any uninsured, underinsured, you know, extra levels for himself. And he's going to sue me. He doesn't want to just take 100000 And he goes to court and he gets a judgment against me for a million dollars. Well, guess what? It's not like I'm going to pay him a million dollars. He goes last in line behind home mortgages, credit cards, student loans, any and all other creditors, uh, personal injury um, kind of goes last in line. For example, back in the, I don't know if people remember 2008, there was a you know big recession and General Motors uh, had a lot of cases pending against them for faulty airbags, rollovers, just a lot of product liability uh, lawsuits. All those had to take a pause during the restructuring and bankruptcies and all that. I mean, it's just really hard to get assets collect even against corporations sometimes, against individuals and, and car accidents, it's near impossible. So uh, the best protection you can give yourself and your family members is to pay a little bit extra on that premium, get uninsured or underinsured coverage at limits that are at a minimum 250000 upwards of five hundred, and, and uh, even a million if, if it's, uh, or more if it's doable. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I think the other thing that a lot of times people don't realize um, with uninsured motorist or underinsured motorist coverage is other situations that 
may uh, have give rise to coverage. For example, um, let's say you're out, you know, uh, walking with your with your kids, and you know, God forbid, uh, um, someone blows a stop sign and you know hits your family or something. As pedestrians, um, there could be coverage. You know, if you're a, a bicyclist and um, you know you're doing doing your best and you're you know you're staying in the lane and someone god forbid hits you um you know if you're if you decide to jump in a car with a a friend or something um these are all situations where um uninsured or underinsured motorist coverage would apply and and it could really um not just um come in handy but really protect yourself and your family um, from significant financial hardship that you could uh, endure as a result of your injury. So um, I, I think that this is all really, really important because a lot of times people don't realize, you know, the intricacies of this stuff until way after the fact where, you know what, it's too little too late, um, as I like to say sometimes. So this is good advice. Now, I just want to talk with you real quickly um, a little bit more about how these cases, uninsured motorist coverage cases, um, potentially could get resolved as opposed to traditional motor vehicle accident cases where let's say, you know, um, you know, using your analogy, again, you rear-end me and I decide, hey, you know what, I'm hurt, I've, you know, my back is messed up, uh, I'm going to file a lawsuit against you. Um, in a situation involving an uninsured motorist or an underinsured motorist, um, can you explain just a little bit how that process works in terms of resolving the case? Because as far as I'm aware, you don't go out and just necessarily file a lawsuit. There's a certain procedure that has to be followed, correct? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So the uninsured and underinsured world takes place in an arbitration setting. So there's no one to sue. You can't sue your own insurance company. You got to follow um, the Arbitration Act. It's, you know, no one reads it, but when you get an insurance policy, you get a pamphlet that big containing all the provisions. We, the lawyers, we read them. So uh, we have to follow them. But in long and short, is there's no judge, there's no jury overseeing your case. You got to follow certain steps. You still got to. Uh, work with an attorney, you got to answer your discovery documents, you got to produce your medical records, your background, your work information. You have to sit for, you know, a quasi deposition, they call it a recorded statement talking about the accident, your injuries, you know, your damages, everything you claim you've lost, and why you're seeking compensation. Your doctors have to give supporting documentation and depositions to support your injuries. Your employer must support your lost wages. I mean, all the same steps that we would take in a jury trial, except there's no jury. There's a three-panel arbitrator, typically, um, that makes decisions, weighs all the evidence, and then gives you um, an award. Uh, they move a little bit slower. There's no jury trial mechanism, unfortunately. So the uninsured, underinsured cases sometimes take a little bit longer. But the results, I mean, usually your insurance company is going to pay you fair value on a case that's legitimate, that you sustain legitimate injuries um, because you paid for this coverage, right? It's an insurance policy you bought for yourself. You've paid the money to this, uh, to Allstate or State Farm or you know, Zurich to, to give you this coverage. And ultimately these cases get resolved, uh, result in favorable outcomes. And all you have to do really to, to uh, get this process going, contact an attorney, 
and notify and we notify them of our intent to proceed to arbitration under your uninsured or underinsured policy and the ball gets rolling and that's, that's as simple as that no it, these are you know important things that hopefully people won't have to deal with but it's it's nice to know that there are you know seasoned attorneys out there who can really help people navigate through the a potentially really difficult time and uncertain time so um I want to thank you today for uh, for joining me, and this is great information, and uh, thank you. Of course. Thank you, John. Happy to help. Thank you for listening to the Personal Injury Law Podcast. I'm Jonathan Rosenfeld. If you or anyone you know would like more information on any of the topics on the podcast, please visit my website at rosenfeldinjurylawyers.com. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Please feel free to rate the show and leave a review. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.